Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking Bomber Football. Ithaca coming off a 20-17 to win over RPI yesterday in overtime. I'm your host, Josh Hodds, filling in for the legendary Connor Smith. Uh, going into Ithaca and RPI, I'm joined with Tommy Morrow and Nicole Allen. Guys, welcome to another episode of Talking Bomber Football. Lots of, lots of stuff to get into in, on today's episode, but I want to start off talking about specifically the ending to this one, which which is absolutely incredible, Ithaca coming off. Uh, you know, never, Ithaca never having won in RPI in over 20 years. Uh, quarterback A.J. Wingfield getting the job done, as well as that Ithaca specials team. So I don't even know where to start, guys. Are we, are we, has everyone kind of come down off of that high from that game yesterday? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at this game. It's low scoring the whole first half, um, back and forth, defensive plays on both sides of the ball for Ithaca and RPI, big interceptions. Um, but, you know, towards the end of that game in that fourth quarter, it was, you know, my my blood pressure was boiling, you know. <laughs> you're just you're just in the game. You're, you're there. Um, Ithaca scored on that last drive with, like, a minute left. You know, huge, huge play right there from Ithaca. Um, but, yeah, awesome game from them. Yeah, like, I feel like I was getting flashbacks to the Endicott game, like, toward the end with the field goal. It's just, like... I feel like we've had such close games, and I feel like it shows that Ithaca's really like a second-half team, and we're able to get the job done, and it's just crazy. I feel like that game was also like a tremendous, it almost felt like kind of like a bonding experience, mm-hmm. not not yeah. just for the team itself, but honestly for our crew here in studio, because <laughs> we were, I mean, we were watching that game uh, from WICB Studio, and just the, the way the way that that game sort of kind of ended, I mean, you obviously had that, that key touchdown that Wingfield threw after he got knocked out, like completely knocked out, um, and obviously had to sit out for a play. Yeah. Then he comes back in, throws that touchdown to Jalen Osborne, and then obviously RPI comes down the field and kicks that uh, long field goal that's in the overtime. But the way, the, the key theme, I feel like, for this game for Ithaca was being able to bounce back whenever they had to overcome some, some sort of obstacle. And not to say that Ithaca hadn't been doing that in previous games, but it really felt as though... Ithaca was not going to be. They were not going to be. Uh, they they were. There was no way they were not going to win this game, no matter what obstacles was being thrown at them. Yeah, I mean, they accepted every challenge, like you said. Um, they they did make a couple mistakes here and there, but I feel like defensively they got two interceptions, two fumble recovers. They made up for it, um, and they executed and took advantage of that in the, in the late part of the game. Yeah, like you said, like in other games, like Ithaca's just got gotten caught up on the things that really just they can't figure out and they can't like like if like their passing game is really good and they get caught up on that they can't their defense hasn't been able to overcome that in other games but in this past game like they were able to capitalize on things that they needed to in order to get that win we're now going to toss it over to play-by-play commentator cam manna who got the opportunity to call this one live in troy new york yesterday cam take it away Yesterday, Ithaca gets the win over RPI 20-17 in overtime. The first win in Troy, New York in over 20 years for the Ithaca Bomber football program. And doing it in an absolutely torrential downpour, it seemed like looking at the broadcast. Cam, first question to you, were you able to stay dry in that win yesterday? We were able to stay dry in the booth, uh, thankfully. We were, you know, inside for most of it. Um, I know our silent reporter, Parker, was um, down in kind of the madness by both sidelines. He at least had an umbrella but um, yeah, no, the, you know, there was there was definitely that part of it. And I know all the fans there were wearing ponchos, had umbrellas. And I think the players actually enjoyed that uh, that really extra addition to the game with how crazy it was. And then you just add in that rain. 
And with the rain, I mean, historically, this matchup between the Bombers and the Engineers has always been kind of low scoring. So it felt as almost, it kind of felt like the rain actually like fit the whole vibe of what Ithaca and RPI has been historically. Yeah, Josh, it, it almost seemed like a movie for the Bombers, as you said, to to win the way they did, especially to, you know, take down the Engineers in Troy for the first time in 22 years and, you know, do it with everything that happened, how close the game was, the win, the rain, the excitement, how much it meant not just because of the history but also you know really the season was on the line for the bombers with a loss on, under their belt already if you lose a game in the liberty league and have two losses overall you kind of puts you in a really tough spot so uh yeah you know the, the way it got done with all the weather was was super cool to see and you you mentioned it obviously huge game just in terms of liberty league implications if the bombers were to lose that obviously they would lose the tiebreaker over IPI and then have a huge game coming up this uh, next weekend against Union just kind of you know talk me through in terms of you know how important this game was for the bombers to win um, based on obviously t- trying to repeat as liberty league champions this year yeah it's huge cuz you know you you one you have to win the Liberty league. If you want to get in when you're in the Liberty league, there's not a lot of out large bids. Uh, we saw the bombers in 2021. They had two losses. They were a really good football team. They were top 15 team in the country. Um, they lost that quarter game already had a loss against RPI and, you know, they weren't able to get in and you, you kind of put yourself in a really tough spot, especially already with that loss to Johns Hopkins. Um, even though they are ranked team, you know, if the bombers lose this game, you're three and two and you're about to play union. Um, a team that's also playing really good football right now. So this game meant everything. It was, you know, really, if you want to keep your playoff hopes alive, you have to win this game. It's going to be the same exact thing for Union and the same exact uh, thing for all the games to follow in the last four of the Liberty League. But the RPI game was definitely the one that was circled just because of how tough it's been to win in Troy. And I think it really speaks volume in terms of, how much how much ba- how battle tested this Ithaca team is so far coming into the RPI game yesterday obviously starting out with the loss uh, to Johns Hopkins in the season opener but then having to travel to Endicott then come back and play Alfred didn't have to you know host uh, Hobart in the home opener last weekend and then you have this game of RPI it felt as though the Bombers you know kind of you get into that fourth quarter um, Wingfield makes that incredible play to Jim Leonard Osborne he had been just knocked out uh, two plays before it felt as though because they had played those, those so many tough games to begin the season, they felt like it, they were kind of accustomed to being in a close game at RPI uh, yesterday. Yeah, and it's crazy to look at that the opponents that Ithaca has played coming into this game were 13-4 and four combined. RPI, their opponents were 8-11. and 11. Um, RPI, to this point, wasn't playing any above 500 teams. And, you know, the Bombers squad, they were playing two top 25 teams on the road. Um Really, you look at the Endicott team, they just, you know, they they beat the number five team in the country just a few weeks ago. So it shows how good they are. Um, and I think all the players and Coach Derper will say those two road games to go one and one and to have all the adversity from those games and then be on the road again with Alfred, have the bye week, come back and, you know, Hobart with all uh, the brand new festivities with the turf um, that set themselves up so perfect to to battle everything that came their way on Saturday. I want to talk about a little bit about the identity of this team so far for the Bombers this year. Obviously, coming off a season last year where you go the entire regular season undefeated until obviously losing to um, North Central in the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. And that a lot of the theme of that team last year was how 
explosive the offense could be. Obviously, obviously, I mean, the good defense also, you know, played well last year, but it really feels as though the identity of this team this year is kind of playing in these gritty games, just like what happened yesterday with RPI. And it feels as though the defense has really kind of been the story of this good team this year. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. And and their stats right now don't say that, you know, um, their football team, you know, are, are a bunch of world beaters. Um, they're, you know, average in the Liberty League on the offensive side, on the defensive side, they, you know, it's ups and downs, but I feel like game by game, what they've been able to do is, you know, as you said, just find ways to win. And that's what coach Turpers talked about. He has just talked about and, and saying that doesn't matter how we get it done. As long as we get it done, it's week by week. But I think as you talk about the defense, this team only goes as far as the defense can take them. I don't think they can, you know, at, at this point win a game where they have to score more than 24 points. I, I really think that it's going to, you know, really come down to if the defense can control the game. And it also feels as though the special teams has been right alongside the defense kind of carrying this team all season long. The third blocked field goal already on the year for the Bombers uh, yesterday against the win in the win versus RPI. I mean, what have you seen? I mean, you've been calling the games all season long. What have you seen specifically from the special teams um, in terms of the block field goals? And then obviously you have the, the the game-winning field goal yesterday from Derek Baldwin. How important has the special teams been so far for the for the Bombers this season? Coach Serpers talked about it, and he said the special teams, especially the guys on kickoff and punt, they have to be the engine of the football team and what they can do to revolve energy around their group. Um, and, you know, we've seen that we, we saw what, you know, Sam Tarango did against Hobart to pick up that uh, botch punt in the end zone and how that changed the complexion of the football game, the block field goals, every point matters. If, you know, really, if, if it can't block that field goal, this whole entire game changes and what Derek Baldwin's able to do coach Serber compared him, you know, you get Nick Bahamande for so many years and how he was pretty much just perfect every single year. And then you bring in, another guy, a transfer from Franklin college and to have the trust in him to come into big spots and, to, you know, to be able to do a really good job and make some huge field goals as he did. Um, it's, it's really important. And special teams sometimes can be an underrated part of a football game, but right now, every week special teams is causing just a change in a flip of a switch for Ithaca. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you brought up coach Turper. Cause that's where I want to go um, for this next question. He mentioned uh, in the halftime, the very quick halftime uh, that he did with Parker in that went over Hobart uh, two weeks ago. He mentioned how important it was to be uh, finishing drives and also just finishing uh, games. And obviously the game yesterday, not the, not the prettiest game from the Lithgow Bombers, anyone would say, but in terms of how important it was to finish drives against our, or finish the game against RPI obviously was huge. And going into the, going into union next weekend, how important will it be for the, for the Ithaca Bombers, both on both sides of the ball, just to be able to finish drives if they want to be, if they want to beat union. Important may be an understatement. Union right now is the top offense in the Liberty league. They pass the ball very well. They run the ball. They score points. They, they put up 34 points on Springfield, a team the Bombers played in the second round last year of the NCAA tournament. Union hasn't played a ton of good competition, but if the Ithaca defense, you know, it's going to be a tough test for them against Union. And as I said, it's going to be tough to see if Union puts up 24, 25 points, how is the Ithaca offense going to respond? So finishing drives next week, especially on the offensive side, every time you have a chance in the red zone, Coach Tripper said, we don't want field goals, we want touchdowns. Every single point is going to matter next week for Ithaca with a big test and what could be more of an offensive clash. Final question for you, Cam, as we're kind of running short on time here. 
Ithaca beats Union next weekend if they do blank. I think if Ithaca is going to beat Union next week, it is really going to come down to how poised can A.J. Wingfield be and where's the improvement of the downfield throwing. Um, I think, you know, we've seen week by week where the Bombers have been able to methodically move down the field at times and not score a lot of points. And especially against um, Endicott and RPI, it's those late game drives. Unions and offense and a team that, you know, really has a lot of hunger after last year where the Bombers went into their house and beat them to, to win the conference title. So it's going to come down to a lot this week. We know what the defense can do and if they can stop Union. But I think for this offense and this team to run next week, we have to see a little bit more from Wingfield in the passing game. I think it really is um, another sign just in terms of how valuable head coach Michael Turper is mm-hmm. um, for this bomber squad. Ever since he came in last year, really establishing that culture of just keeping, you know, keeping your head on. I mean, just keeping just keeping, just being level headed just in terms of both not letting the highs, you know, get the best of you, but also not letting the lows drag you down too much. I want to look at I want to look at specifically this uh, Ithaca offense real quick, though. Not obviously the prettiest game by any standards, and that was, I mean, that we haven't even talked about the weather conditions for this game. Absolute torrential downpour, it felt like, in the second and third quarters. Uh, but it felt as though, the, like, the, the, actually the weather didn't make maybe as big of an impact as we maybe originally thought, at least in the pregame. But in terms of physical offense, another game where we don't obviously see the explosive plays, and that's obviously, you know, partly weather-related, but... Are we worried? Are we still worried heading into obviously another huge Liberty, Liberty League game next week against Union about the lack of explosive plays that Ithaca, you know, seemingly hasn't had this season? I mean, I, I would be a little worried on their offensive side. We have, like you said, we haven't seen that big play. We haven't seen that AJ Wingfield big game, you know, where he's thrown for two, three hundred yards yet, and it's give or take halfway through the season almost. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at just how crucial and how big their defensive played their defense played and also their special teams yeah you know late in that game in the fourth quarter and even overtime when they got that uh blocked field goal you know that that was crucial and this defense has stepped up to keep them in the games to where their offense could win certain like drives and possessions and we're almost i mean it's almost kind of they're almost trying to find their identity a little bit and maybe this is kind of their identity is that they're just going to be playing seemingly every game it's going to be a little bit close um Obviously, the offense is going to be taking what they have. And obviously, the loss of Jake Williams, I feel like, is definitely we've, – we've seen the impact on the field for sure. Obviously, Joe Leonard Osborne and Joe and Hines have been filling in nicely behind them. But it really does start with that defense, Tommy. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. And this was an RPI offense that, in their last win, dropped 63 points. And this was a game where, obviously, the defense didn't play perfect. But it's always been the backbone, especially since Mike Turper has come in for this as the head coach, is that – they're going to be in the game no matter what. Um, even even if the offense doesn't have their A game, the defense is going to be traveling, and the defense is always going to keep the Bombers in this one, especially when when it is close. Yeah, like you said earlier, like they're trying to find their identity. Like they're coming off. Of, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. Like last season, coming off a historic season last season, AJ Wingfield going for 200, 300 yards a game. Like I feel like this season, they're trying to find their new identity with out having like old players and without having to try and find like new wide receiver one stuff like that so yeah like this I feel like this is their new identity where like the offense is a little laid back more and the defense and special teams really like make the crucial plays so the offense doesn't have to not work as hard but They're doesn't have to like away. exactly yeah. 
And also, like, this team is a lot younger, I feel like, in a way. Um, granted, obviously, A.J. Wingfield's a senior, and some of these guys are seniors, but a lot of this team is, is young. I mean, look at their two top receivers for possibly this year, Sam Klein and Nick Matos. I mean, obviously, Matos isn't, you know, top, top. But yeah. He's, he's having a little breakout season. You know, he's making a name for himself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this team is young, and I feel like over this year and the, the course of next year, it's just like you said, building an identity. And I think another, another thing I've really kind of noticed, especially in these first couple of weeks, is that there's so many different players on this team that that have the ability to step up when they need them to. There isn't like just it, it isn't just three like three guys like every single week kind of bringing it. It could be anyone. We saw we saw in this game Jake Connolly having the game of his life as the Ithaca Bomber, eleven tackles, one sack, and two interceptions. I mean, he probably gets my game ball from if I'm being honest. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, we saw it also late in the fourth quarter. We got Owen, Owen O'Neill, easily the best pass rusher on this Ithaca D line, stepping up and. Uh, sacking uh, quarterback for RPI, uh, Kazanowski, who, by the way, had an incredible performance late in that game as well. So, like I said, I think this, like I said, it was it's really about finding an identity for this team. And I think I still, I, was, I feel like the the offense still has not reached their full potential. But it, as long as the defense is there, I honestly don't have too many worries um, for the Bombers going forward. Now, obviously, we're going to be talking about Union a little bit, a little bit later in the show, but we're obviously going to have to see how the defense is going to be trying to counter that, because you know, Union probably has the best offense in the Liberty League, if we're being honest. So that will be something to monitor. But in terms of talking about RPI still, Ithaca, we, we talked about, especially on the pregame a lot, about the, the importance of finishing drives for this Ithaca team. And I'm not sure if yesterday was really a step in the right direction in terms of that, but it was, in my opinion, a good step in terms of finishing a game um, and entirely, because... Obviously, you get into that overtime period. It's it's cold. It's wet. It's raining. Um, you're obviously tired, but the defense once again steps up. The offense stalls out, but obviously, I mean, shout out to kicker Derek Baldwin, who has been absolutely phenomenal for the yeah, Bombers so far this year. Yeah. yeah, and that's my point is that even when even when it seems like the, the 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 team can't fully you know be consistent all game long, there there's always someone on this team that is being that has been able to step up when they need them to. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's. Not everyone's coming together at once, but, like, individually, the kicker's doing their job. You know, the defense is doing theirs. And like you said, at the end of the day, that comes together, and they scratch out a win. Yep. So. Yeah, and, like, like you said, like, people are able to step up. And I feel like we talk about this on the podcast every week. We always talk about a player that's stepped up in a game. Like, Ben Stola, we talk about him every week. He didn't have a great game yesterday. He only had eight tackles, coming off 17 last week. But like you said, Jay Connolly – um, Isaiah Cowser, both of them stepped up and were able to really be like good. Owen O'Neill, be mm-hmm. good defensive players that Ithaca needed yesterday. Yeah, when you have these players that are you know stepping up week in week in and week out, it's it's crucial. You know, it's it's so big to that Ithaca defense because it it lets them stay in the game in a way when their offense isn't producing. Yeah, and in terms of, I mean, we we obviously know that this team has contributors um, on both sides of the ball, but. I'm I've been really really impressed with with Ithaca's ability to when whenever they seem to maybe be getting a little bit off track they always with, when you have enough guys that they're able to step up it allows them to kind of get back on track because um, we saw we we saw it yesterday when it, it could either be an Owen O'Neill sack um, it could be I mean remind me of the punter's name one more time do we know the or punter's name. Uh. 
I can't. We'll, we'll, yeah, pull, we'll, we'll pull. We'll pull. We'll pull it up we'll in a second. But there oh, was a couple. Bad. There was a couple punts uh, in last in the game yesterday where it just puts the team in bad field position, and that gives the defense obviously more um, more leverage just on that drive. But I want to also look at Ithaca going forward because obviously now we're in the thick of Liberty League play, um, and getting that win over over RPI is still critical because now the Bombers are two and zero in Liberty League play so far. So heading into this Union game. Next week, obviously, obviously, definitely got some concern about how how we're going to be stopping that Union offense. Who is who is a player in 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 our eyes on that Ithaca defense going against that Union offense that we need to be looking at in terms of they need to have a big game against Union next week. Um, you know, I want to say Stola just because yeah. he's he's a captain, mm-hmm. but I do after a big week this week, I do I could see Owen O'Neill having another big week. You know, I could see him. He's been a huge, uh, huge, you know, just addition to that uh, to that D line in the pass rush game. That if if he could get to uh, Picante and that Union offense, I could definitely see like Ithaca having a successful day, su- successful day on defense. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna go a little out of the park here, and I'm gonna say Derek Sluka. I feel like that's a name yeah. we've brought up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the the secondary is going to be really challenged um, all all day uh, all game long against Union because obviously we know obviously their potential on offense. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think the secondary is probably where I'm going to go as well. I won't say Sluka, but I will say I think it's going to be probably a combination of Tamir Rouser uh, on that secondary mm-hmm. as well. I think Owen O'Neill is also a good pick as well. Um, or you, no, you said stole. My bad. I think I think the combination of Tamir Rouser and Sluka in that secondary, um, giving the D line more more time to rush the passer and, and allowing Owen because Owen, Owen O'Neill has been easily the best the best pass rusher for for this Ithaca team right, all season yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're able to get the quarterback at Union, that's just going to make the defense uh, their their job even easy even exactly, easier. So, yeah. I mean that's that's what they have to do. They have to try to find those holes, try to get around that O line, and just get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and I feel like looking at this week, um, the performance they had against RPI, I'm, I think they'll be able to perform well against Union. We were worried. We, I think we were all worried going to this game. Like, no offense, but we were all like, Ithaca's not winning. Like, based on definitely history. a little bit of an upset alert uh, yeah. heading into RPI. But I mean, it's it's also it's it's interesting though because we felt I feel like coming into coming into this week, we obviously knew Union and RPI were were the two best. Literally, the opponents Ithaca was going to face this year, but then, but then Union goes on the road to Rochester. Who, I mean, no offense to Rochester, but I mean, the the comparison of the two of the two teams mm-hmm. is obviously a little bit different. And they only win the game twenty one to seventeen. So maybe it's like, I mean, because RPI obviously haven't been playing that good of teams coming against Ithaca. I, mean, I, I think we talked about this a lot on the post game show. The the fact that Ithaca has been able to play so many quality opponents to start the season. I mean, you start mm-hmm. with Johns Hopkins. Then have to go all the way to Endicott. Then you have to come back and play Alfred. Then you go straight into Liberty League and starting with RPI and now you have Union. This Ithaca team is incredibly well tested so far, and I think it's just going to give them a bigger edge going against Union next week. Yeah, we were able to like build up our strengths at the beginning of the season, so that like going into RPI last week and now Union this week, like we were like you said, we were put up against so many tough opponents that we've been put to the test and we know we can perform. It's, it's almost like it's giving them more momentum going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like um, right after Johns Hopkins and Endicott, you know, that, that those were their two big tests at the uh, beginning of the season. Right after that, they're thrown right into the Liberty League with two top opponents in the Liberty League of uh, Union and RPI. And, you know, they took care of business against RPI. And 
you know, here's Union. They're almost at that, like, m the top of the mountain right now. They're coming down. They're versing, you know, easier teams in the Liberty League right after Union. They just need to finish this game and then, you know, take care of the rest of the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And especially with, I mean, like, we, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit before, but obviously the, the offense has not put together their complete game yet. Yeah. I feel like that could be – I feel like Union next week is, is the game we, we, we could potentially see that. And that's not just because they need to because they – I would I would argue if, if the Ithaca offense does not have their A game next week, that is not a good recipe for success against Union. Yeah. Mm -hmm. usually, um, usually Union and Ithaca are high-scoring games. Yes. And, the, and notoriously – that was the thing with Ithaca and RPI – Yesterday is that the, those those games are notoriously low scoring, right. and with the rain, that just made it even more of a classic Ithaca RPI matchup. But like yeah. you said, Ithaca Union is notoriously high scoring. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> no, and yeah, and I think I think with AJ Wingfield not having not having his A game quite yet. Well, I I would argue. Are, are we saying AJ Wingfield's performance in in the win over RPI yesterday was his best performance of the season? I would say no. Um, no, okay. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I want to say it's the one against Endicott, but I feel like, you know, they came back in such dramatic fashion with maybe two to three minutes left in the game to where, like, yes. But, uh, I, you know what, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah. Just because he got injured and came back in and scored that touchdown. That's where I think like, – well, like, what, what do you say? Yeah. I would say – I think he was his best performance doing what a quarterback needs to do. That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he, as a quarterback, like, your job is to manage the game and get the win. And I think yesterday, Wingfield did that perfectly. Like, he performed stable. He did what needed to be done. And he, as, like, a quarterback, yesterday was his best game for the team, like, doing what needs to be done. Collectively as a whole, I feel Exactly. Like. Yeah, because he did run the ball for over 100 yards. Yeah. So, like, granted, yes, he threw the ball for only, like, a hundred something, but he also ran for a hundred. So yeah, I think the final stat line was actually he threw for a hundred and one yards and then ran for a hundred exactly, which is a very interesting stat yeah. line. Um, but I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with Nicole here. I think we're always kind of, at least with me, I'm always kind of looking in terms of my quarterback. I want them to be able to make the big play when they have to, but it ultimately ninety percent of the job is managing the game and making sure your team um, is out there executing to what they need to be doing. Yeah. And when he went out, and I, that will actually that will also be something we need to monitor this week is is does because I'm sure he probably had some concussion symptoms coming out of the game. We don't know that, so I'm not going to speculate uh, in terms of that. But that'll be something to monitor heading into next week. But Wingfield needs to be able to make the plays against Union next week. That he has to be more, he has to be more that game manager. And I think we saw enough plays against RPI yesterday that that would at least prove to me that he he is capable of making those plays against Union. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, finding that chemistry with your receivers and stuff. But granted, I guess, yes, uh, you know, I'm going to continue on that route. Um, just because it was a rainy game and, you know, you're, you're not passing the ball as much, he didn't have as many receiving uh, passing yards. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he did, like you said, he did come up big when they needed him in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and I feel like that's been the theme of this season. We've talked about this already, but, like, I feel like Wingfield no Wingfield can perform steadily throughout a whole game, but when it comes down to it, he's able to perform when he needs to. Like when the lights are on him under pressure. Exactly, yeah. he can do it, and he's shown that. And he's, I mean, he's he's been in enough big moments. I mean, the Cortland game last year, I mean, yeah. proved to me at least that he is a quarterback that I think I think he almost kind of wants a little bit more pressure on him at times and ha and have that spotlight on him. So I think honestly, when the when the time came last or yesterday, in order to make that big play, he he knew exactly what he needed to do because, I mean, honestly, I mean. 
the play they ran was it was super simple, but the, just being able to execute that obviously, um, while also playing injured is just exceptional for me. But it's what a preseason All American can do exactly. Right well, in the former in <laughs> the former Liberty League uh, Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, uh-huh. so yeah. I mean, we know he, we obviously know his talent there. Um, that will do it here for another episode of Talking Bomber fo- Talking Bomber Football. Tune in next week after Ithaca takes on Union for another Liberty League matchup.